good morning everybody you're listening to sister on scripture today is thursday may the 18th in the year of our lord 2023 um, today we're gonna pick up where we left off on monday with jeremiah chapter 37 in the nasb 1977 edition um there's a lot of names Y'all know how I am with names, so I'm going to try my best. If I butcher them, no, it's not intentional. And I just pray the Lord forgives me because some of them are very tough, especially for us Southerners that like to make up our own words and pronunciations. Um, I, I do want to take a moment to thank you guys for um, donating for our gifts and go on the toxic mold we are able to get some of the things ordered and we'll begin um because it took a little while for me to be able to get some of it transferred um in order for me to go ahead and get the the lumber and stuff but we're um we got it transferred and so we're going to we've already started buying some things um replacement items that we needed to stop the issue with the mold and the um, moisture and stuff so we've got that and this weekend we'll just start on it so thank you guys for that and for praying um, I really appreciate it all right so this heading is Jeremiah warns against trust in Pharaoh um, and that's kind of like a reminder to us as well as how we shouldn't put our our trust and faith in man but in in father in the holy spirit and in, in christ that's where our focus should be now zedekiah the son of jo josiah whom nebuchadnezzar king of babylon had made king in the land of judah reigned as king in place of kaniah the son of joachim but neither he nor his servants nor the people of the land listened to the words of the Lord, which he spoke through Jeremiah the prophet. Yet King Zedekiah, Zedekiah sent Jehul, Jehukal, the son of Shalemiah, and Zephaniah, the son of Messiah, the priest, to Jeremiah the prophet, saying, Please, please pray to the Lord our God on our behalf. Now Jeremiah was still coming in and going out among the people, for they had not yet put him in the prison. Meanwhile, Pharaoh's army had set out from Egypt, and when the Chaldeans, who had been besieging Jerusalem, heard the report about them, they lifted the siege from Jerusalem. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet, saying, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Thus you are to say to the king of Judah, who sent you to me, to inquire of me. Behold, Pharaoh's army, which has come out for your assistance, is going to return to its own land of Egypt. The Chaldeans will also return and fight against this city, and they will capture it and burn it with fire. Thus says the Lord, do not deceive yourselves, saying, the Chaldeans will surely go away from us, for they will not go. For even if you had defeated the entire army of Chaldeans who were fighting against you, and there were only wounded men left among them, each man in his tent, they would rise up and burn this city with fire. 
Now it happened when the army of the Chaldeans had lifted the siege from Jerusalem because of Pharaoh's army, that Jeremiah went out from Jerusalem to go to the land of Benjamin in order to take possession of some of the property there among the people. Oh, if y'all are hearing that sound, that is a goose who is on the loose again. Yesterday morning, I fought with these geese to keep them in. So now y'all get a sound of the goose. Normally, it's the roosters. My goodness. I love farm animals. I love farming. But it would be nice if they'd behave. 3713. While he was at the gate of Benjamin, a captain of the guard, whose name was Erijah, and that's I-R-I-J-A-H, if I said that wrong, I pronounced it wrong, the son of Shelemiah, the son of Hananiah, was there, and he arrested Jeremiah the prophet, saying, You are going over to the Chaldeans. But Jeremiah said, A lie! I am not going over to the Chaldeans. Yet he would not listen to him. So Erijah arrested Jeremiah and brought him to the officials. Then the officials were angry at Jeremiah and beat him. And they put him in jail in the house of Jonathan, the scribe, which they had made into the prison. For Jeremiah had come into the dungeon, that is, the vaulted cell. And Jeremiah stayed there many days. Now King Zedekiah sent and took him out, and in his palace the king secretly asked him and said, Is there a word from the Lord? And Jeremiah said, There is. Then he said, You will be given into the hand of the king of Babylon. Moreover, Jeremiah said to King Zedekiah, In what way have I sinned against you or against your servants or against this people that you have put me in prison? Where then are your prophets who prophesied to you, saying, The king of Babylon will not come against you or against this land? But now, please, listen, O my lord, the king, please let my petition come before you, and do not make me return to the house of Jonathan the scribe, that I may not die there. Then king Zedekiah gave commandment, and they committed Jeremiah to the court of the guardhouse, and gave him a loaf of bread daily from the Baker Street until all the bread in the city was gone. So Jeremiah remained in the court of the guardhouse. Jeremiah 38. Jeremiah is thrown into the cistern. Now Shephatiah, the son of Matan, and Gedaliah, the son of Pashur, and Jukal, the son of Shelemiah and Pashur the son of Malchijah heard the words that Jeremiah was speaking to all the people, saying, Thus says the Lord, he who stays in this city will die by the sword, and by famine, and by pestilence. But he who goes out to the Chaldeans will live and have his own life as booty and stay alive. Thus says the Lord, this city will certainly be given into the hand of the army of the king of Babylon, and he will capture it. Then the official said to the king, Now let this man be put to death, 
inasmuch as he be as he is discouraging the men of war who are left in the city and all the people by speaking such words to them. For this man is not seeking the well-being of this people, but rather their harm. So King Zedekiah said, Behold, he is in your hands, for the king can do nothing against you. Then they took Jeremiah and cast him into the cistern of Malchajiah, Oh, goodness, Malchajiah, the king's son, which was in the court of the guardhouse, and they let Jeremiah down with ropes. Now in the cistern there was no water but only mud, and Jeremiah sank into the mud. But Abad-Malek, the Ethiopian, a eunuch, while he was in the king's palace, heard that they had put Jeremiah into the cistern, now the king was sitting in the gate of Benjamin, and Abed-Malek, I think that's right, went out from the king's palace and spoke to the king, saying, My lord, the king, these men have acted wickedly in all that, oh, y'all get the sound of the page turning, in all that they have done to Jeremiah the prophet, whom they have cast into the cistern. And he will die right where he is because of the famine, for there is no more bread in the city. Then the king commanded Abed-Melech, the Ethiopian, saying, Take thirty men from here under your authority and bring up Jeremiah the prophet from the cistern before he dies. So Abed-Melech took the men under his authority and went into the king's palace to a place beneath the storeroom and took from there worn out clothes and worn out rags and let them down by ropes into the cistern to Jeremiah. Then Abed-Melech the Ethiopian said to Jeremiah, Now put these worn out clothes and rags under your armpits, under the ropes. And Jeremiah did so. So they pulled Jeremiah up with the ropes and lifted him out of the cistern and Jeremiah stayed in the court of the guardhouse. Then King Zedekiah sent and, and had Jeremiah the prophet brought to him at the third entrance that is in the house of the Lord. And the king said to Jeremiah, I am going to ask you something. Do not hide anything from me. Then Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, If I tell you, will you not certainly put me to death? Besides, if I give you advice, you will not listen to me. But King Zedekiah swore to Jeremiah in a secret, saying, As the Lord lives who made this life for us, surely I will not put you to death, nor will I give you over to the hand of these men who are seeking your life. Then Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, Thus says the Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, if you will indeed go out to the officers of the king of Babylon, then you will live. The city will not be burned with fire and you and your household will survive. But if you will not go out to the officers of the king of Babylon, then this city will be given over to the hand of the Chaldeans and they will burn it with fire and you yourself will not escape from their hand. Then King Zedekiah said to Jeremiah, I dread the Jews who have gone over to the Chaldeans lest they give me over into their hand and they abuse me. 
But Jeremiah said, they will not give you over. Please obey the Lord in what I am saying to you, that it may go well with you and you may live. But if you keep refusing to go out, this is the word which the Lord has shown me. Then behold, all of the women who have been left in the palace of the king of Judah are going to be brought out to the officers of the king of Babylon. And these women will say, your close friends have misled and overpowered you. While your feet were sunk in the mire, they turned back. They will also bring out all your wives and your sons to the Chaldeans. And you yourself will not escape from their hand, but will be seized by the hand of the king of Babylon, and this city will be burned with fire. Then Zedekiah said to Jeremiah, Let no man know about these words, and you will not die. But if the officials hear that I have talked with you and come to you and say to you, Tell us now what you said to the king and what the king said to you. Do not hide it from us, and we will not put you to death. Then you are to say to them, I was presenting my petition before the king not to make me return to the house of Jonathan to die there. Then all the officials came to Jeremiah and questioned him. So he reported to them in accordance with all these words which the king had commanded, and they ceased speaking with him, since the conversation had not been overheard. So Jeremiah stayed in the court of the guardhouse until the day that Jerusalem was captured. Jeremiah 39, Jerusalem captured. Now it came about when Jerusalem was captured in the ninth year of Zedekiah, king of Judah, in the tenth month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and all his army came to Jerusalem and laid siege to it. In the eleventh year of Zedekiah, in the fourth month, in the ninth day of the month, the city wall was breached. Then all the officials of the king of Babylon came in and sat down at the middle gate. Nergal Sar Azar, Sam Garden. Oh, Sam Garnebu, Sarsakim, the rabbi, the rab Saris, Nergal Sa Sarazer, the rab Mag, and all the rest of the officials of the king of Babylon. And it came about when Zedekiah, the king of Judah, and all the men of the war of war saw them, that they fled and went out of the city at night by way of the king's garden, through the gate between the two walls, and he went out towards the Arabah. But the army of the Chaldeans pursued them and overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho, and they seized him and brought him up to, the ne to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, at Riblah in the land of Hemeth, and he passed sentence on him. Then the king of Babylon slew the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes at Riblah, the king of Babylon also slew all the nobles of Judah. Then he blinded Zedekiah's eyes and bound him in fetters of bronze to bring him to Babylon. The Chaldeans also burned with fire the king's palace and the houses of the people, and they broke down the walls of Jerusalem. And as for the rest of the people who were left in the city, the deserters who had gone over to him and the rest of the people who remained, Nebuchadnezzar, oh, sorry, 
Wrong one. I was used to say Nebuchadnezzar, huh? Nebuzaradan, the captain of the bodyguard, carried them into exile in Babylon. But some of the poorest people who had nothing, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the bodyguard, left behind in the land of Judah and gave them vineyards and fields at that time. Now Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, gave orders about Jeremiah through Nebuzaradan, the captain of the bodyguard, saying, Take him and look after him and do nothing harmful to him, but rather deal with him just as he tells you. So Nebuzaradan, the captain of the bodyguard, sent word with Nebuchadnezzar, the rab Zeris, and ne Negar Sarazar, the rab Mag, and all the leading officers of the king of Babylon. They even sent and took Jeremiah out of the court of the guardhouse and entrusted him to Gedaliah, the son of Akim, the son of Shaphan, to take him home. So he stayed among the people. Now the word of the Lord had come to Jeremiah while he was confined in the court of the guardhouse, saying, Go and speak to Abedmelech, the Ethiopian, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, behold, I am about to bring my words on this city for disaster and not for prosperity, and they will take place before you on that day. But I will deliver you on that day, declares the Lord, and you shall not be given into the hand of the men whom you dread. For I will certainly rescue you, and you will not fall by the sword, but you will have your own life as booty, because you have trusted in me, declares the Lord. Ezekiel had prophesied all of that from uh, 39, 1 through 10 from Babylon before it had happened in um, Ezekiel 12, 8 through 16, which I'm going to read. Ezekiel 12, 8. And in the morning, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, has not the house of Israel, the rebellious house, said to you, What are you doing? Say to them, Thus says the Lord God, This burden concerns the prince in Jerusalem as well as all the house of Israel who are in it. Say, I am assigned to you. As I have done, so it will be done to them. They will go into exile, into captivity. And the prince who is among them will load his baggage on his shoulder in the dark and go out. They will dig a hole through the wall to bring it out. He will cover his face so that he cannot see the land with his eyes. I shall also spread my net over him and he will be caught in my snare and I shall bring him to Babylon in the land of the Chaldeans. Yet he will not see it though he will die there. And I shall scatter to every wind all who are around him, his helpers and all his troops. And I shall draw out a sword after them so they will know that I am the Lord when I scatter them among the nations and spread them among the countries. But I shall spare a few of them from the sword, the famine, and the pestilence, that they may tell all their abominations among the nations where they go and may know that I am the Lord. And that was Ezekiel 12, 8 through 16. 
Jeremiah 40. Jeremiah remains in Judah. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord after Nebuzaradan, captain of the bodyguard, had released him from, from Ramah when he had taken him bound in chains among all the exiles of Jerusalem and Judah who were being exiled to Babylon. Now the captain of the bodyguard had taken Jeremiah and said to him, The Lord your God promised this calamity against this place. And the Lord has brought it on and done just as he promised, because you people sinned against the Lord and did not listen to his voice. Therefore this thing has happened to you. But now, behold, I am freeing you today from the chains which are on your hands. If you would prefer to come with me to Babylon, come along, and I will look after you. But if you would prefer not to come with me to Babylon, never mind. Look, the whole land is before you. Go wherever it seems good and right for you to go. As Jeremiah was still not going back, he said, Go on back then to Jedaliah, the son of Akim, the son of Shaphan, whom the king of Babylon has appointed over the cities of Judah, and stay with him among the people, or else go anywhere it seems right for you to go. So the captain of the bodyguard gave him a ration and a gift and let him go. Then Jeremiah went to Mizpah to get Eliah, the son of Akim, and stayed with him among the people who were left in the land. Now all the commanders of the forces that were in the field, they and their men heard that the king of Babylon had appointed Jedaliah, the son of Achim, over to the land and that he would put him in charge of the men, women, and children, those of the poorest of the land who had not been exiled to Babylon. So they came to Jedaliah at Mizpah along with Ishmael, the son of Nathanai and Johananan. Johanan, Johanan, and Jonathan, the sons of Kariah, and Sariah, the son of Tahamath, and the sons of Ephi, the net, Netoph, oh goodness, this one's a hard one, Netophathite, and Jezaniah, the son of the Mechathite, both, the, both they and their men. Then Jedaliah, the son of Akim, the son of Shaphan, swore to them and to their men, saying, Do not be afraid of serving the Chaldeans. Stay in the land and serve the king of Babylon, that it may go well with you. Now as for me, behold, I am going to stay at Mizpah to stand for you before the Chaldeans who come to us. But as for you, gather in wine and summer fruit and oil. And put them in your strange, oh, excuse me, put them in your storage vessels and live in your cities that you have taken over. Likewise, also all the Jews who were in Moab and among the sons of Ammon and Edom and who were in all the other countries heard that the king of Babylon had left a remnant for Judah and that he had appointed over them Jedaliah, the son of Achim, the son of Shaphan, 
Then all the Jews returned from the palace, from the places to which they had been driven away and came to the land of Judah to get Eliah at Mizpah and gathered in wine and summer fruit in great abundance. Now Johanan, the son of Kareah, and all the commanders of the forces that were in the field came to Jedaliah at Mizpah and said to him, Are you well aware that Balas, the king of the sons of Ammon, has sent Ishmael, the son of Nathanai, to take your life? But Jedaliah, the son of Achim, did not believe them. Then Johanan, the son of Kareah, spoke secretly to Jedaliah in Mizpah, saying, Let me go and kill Ishmael, the son of Nathaniah, and not a man will know. Why should he take your life so that all the Jews who are gathered to you should be scattered and the remnant of Judah perish? But Jedaliah, the son of Achim, said to Johanan, the son of Kareah, Do not do this thing, for you are telling a lie about Ishmael. Jeremiah 41. Gedaliah is murdered. Now it came about in the seventh month that Ishmael, the son of Nathaniah, the son of El Elishma, of the royal family and one of the chief officers of the king, along with ten men, came to Mizpah to Gedaliah, the son of Achim, while they were eating bread together there in Mizpah, Ishmael, the son of Nathaniah, and ten men who were with him, arose and struck down Gedaliah, the son of Achim, the son of Shaphan, with the sword, and put to death the one whom the king of Babylon had appointed over the land. Ishmael also struck down all the Jews who were with him, that is, with Gedaliah at Mizpah, and the Chaldeans who were found there, the men of war. Now it happened on the next day after the killing of Gedaliah, when no one knew about it, the 80 men came from Shashem, from Shiloh, and from Samaria with their beards shaved off and their clothes torn and their bodies gashed, having grain offerings and incense in their hand to bring to the house of the Lord. Then Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, went out from Mizpah, to meet them, weeping as he went, and it came about, as he met them, that he said to them, Come to Gedaliah, the son of Achim. Yet it turned out that as soon as they came inside the city, Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, and the men that were with him slaughtered them and cast them into the cistern. But ten men who were found among them said to Ishmael, Do not put us to death, for we have stores of wheat, barley, oil, and honey hidden in the field. So he refrained and did not put them to death along with their companions. Now as for the cistern where Ishmael had cast all the corpses of the men whom he had struck down because of Gedaliah, it was the one that King Asa had made on account of Baasha, king of Israel. Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, filled it with the slain.
Then Ishmael took captive all the remnant of the people who were in Mizpah, the king's daughters, and all the people who were left in Mizpah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, whoops, there I go again, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the bodyguard, had put under, under the charge of the of Gedaliah, the son of Ahim, Akim, Ahakim, Kim, Ahikam. Thus Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, took them captive and proceeded to cross over to the sons of Ammon. But Johanan, the son of Kariah, and all the commanders of the forces that were with him heard of all the evil that Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, had done. So they took all the men and went to fight with Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, and they found him by the great pool that is in Gibeon. Now it came about as soon as all the people who were with Ishmael saw Johanan, the son of Kariah, and the commanders of the forces that were with him, they were glad. So all the people whom Ishmael had taken captive from Mizpah turned around and came back and went to Johanan, the son of Kariah. But Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, escaped from Johanan with eight men and went to the sons of Ammon. Then Johanan, the son of Kariah, and all the commanders of the forces that were with him took from Mizpah all the remnant of the people whom he had recovered from Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah. After he had struck down Gedaliah, the son of Achim, Achim, that is, the men who were with soldiers, the women, the children, and the eunuchs, from whom he had brought back from Gibeon. And they went and stayed in Garuth, Choham, Ch Chimham, I know I'm saying that, wrong, that one wrong too, which is beside Bethlehem in order to proceed to e into Egypt because of the Chaldeans. For they were afraid of them since Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, had struck down Gedaliah, the son of Achim, Akam, who the king of Babylon had appointed over the land. Jeremiah 42, Warning Against Going to Egypt Then all the commanders of the forces, Johanan, the son of Kariah, Zez, Jezaniah, the son of Hoshaniah, Hoshaniah, and all the people, both small and great, approached and said to Jeremiah the prophet, Please let our petition come before you and pray for us to the Lord your God, that is for all this remnant, because we are left but a few out of many, as your own eyes now see us, that the Lord your God may tell us the way in which we should walk and the thing which that we should do. Then Jeremiah the prophet said to them, I have heard you. Behold, I am going to pray to the Lord your God in accordance with your words, and it will come about that the whole message which the Lord will answer you, I will tell you. I will not keep back a word from you. Then, then they said to Jeremiah, May the Lord be a true and faithful witness against us if we do not act in accordance with the whole message which, with which the Lord your God will send you to us. Whether it is pleasant or unpleasant, we will listen to the voice of the Lord our God to whom we are sending, sending you in order that it may go well with us when we listen to the voice of the Lord our God. Now it came about at the end of ten days that the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Then he called for Johanan, the son of Kariah, 
and all the commanders of the forces that were with him, and for all the people, both small and great, and said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, to whom you sent me to present your petition before him. If you will indeed stay in this land, then I will build you up and not tear you down, and I will plant you and not uproot you. For I shall relent concerning the calamity that I have inflicted upon you. Oh, I'm sorry, inflicted on you. Do not be afraid of the king of Babylon, whom you are now fearing. Not be afraid of him, declares the Lord, for I am with you to save you and deliver you from his hand. I will also show you compassion so that he will have compassion on you and restore you to your own soil. But if you are going to say, we will not stay in this land, so as not to listen to the voice of the Lord your God, saying, no, but we will go to the land of Egypt where we shall not see war or hear the sound of a trumpet or hunger for bread, and we will stay there. Then, in that case, listen to the word of the Lord, O remnant of Judah. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, If you really set your mind to enter Egypt and go, into the re and go in to reside there, then it will come about that the sword which you are afraid of will overtake you there in the land of Egypt. And the famine about which you are anxious will follow closely after you there in Egypt, and you will die there. So all the men who set their mind to go to Egypt to reside there will die by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence. And they will have no survivors or refugees from the calamity that I am going to bring on them. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, As my anger and wrath have been poured out on the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so my wrath will be poured out on you when you enter Egypt. And you will become a curse, an object of horror, an imprecation, and reproach, and you will see this place no more. For those that have just joined, if you're hearing that weird honk, that is the goose. He's loose. So Mary, you get to hear goose today. So all the men who set their mind, I know I'm rereading this one again, but just starting back over. So all the men who set their mind to go to Egypt to reside there will die by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence. And they will have no survivors or refugees from the calamity that I'm going to bring on them. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, as my anger and my wrath have been poured out. On the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so my wrath will be poured out on you when you enter Egypt. And you will become a curse, an object of horror, an imprecation, and a reproach, and you will see this place no more. The Lord has spoken to you, O remnant of Judah. Do not go into Egypt. You should clearly understand that today I have testified against you. For you have only deceived yourselves, for it is you who sent me to the Lord your God, saying, Pray for us to the Lord our God, and whatever the Lord our God says, tell us so, and we will do it. So I have told you today, but you have not obeyed the Lord your God, even in whatever he has sent me to tell you. Therefore, you should now clearly understand that you will die by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence in the place where you wish to reside.
Oh, I'm sorry. Where you wish to go to reside. Let's see, it's chapter 43. I'm trying to see if we've got enough time to go through. Yeah, we'll do 43 and then I'll stop there and I'll play a, um, a clip. Jeremiah 43. But it came about as soon as Jeremiah, whom the Lord their God had sent, had finished telling all the people all the words of the Lord their God, that is, all these words, that Azariah, the son of Hoshana, Hoshiah and Johanan, the son of Kariah, and all the arrogant men said to Jeremiah, You are telling a lie. The Lord your, our God has not sent you to say you are not to enter Egypt, but you are not to enter Egypt to reside there. But Baruch, the son of Neriah, is inciting you against us to give us over into the hand of the Chaldeans so they may put us to death or exile us to Babylon. So Johanan, the son of Korea, and all the commanders of the forces and all the people did not obey the voice of the Lord so as to stay in the land of Judah. But Johanan, the son of Korea, and all the commanders of the forces took the entire remnant of Judah, who had returned from all the nations to which they had been driven away in order to reside in the land of Judah. The men, the women, the children, the king's daughters, and every person that Nebuzaradan, the captain of the bodyguard, had left with Gedaliah, the son of Achim, and the grandson of Shaphan, together with Jeremiah the prophet and Baruch, the son of Neriah. And they entered the land of Egypt, for they did not obey the voice of the Lord, and went in as far as Tephanes. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah and Tephanes, saying, Take some large stones in your hands and hide them in the motor, in the mortar, sorry, mortar, the brick terrace, which is at the entrance of Pharaoh's palace and Tephanes, in the sight of some of the Jews, and say to them, Thus the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, behold, I am going to send and get Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, and I am going to set his throne right over these stones that I have hidden. And he will spread his canopy over them. He will also come and strike the, the land of Egypt. Those who are meant for death will be given over to death. And those for captivity to captivity. And those for the sword to the sword. And I shall set fire to the temples of the gods of Egypt. And he will burn them and take them captive. So he will wrap himself with the land of Egypt as a shepherd wraps himself with his garment and he will part from there safely. He will also shatter the obelisk of Heliopolis, which is in the land of Egypt and the temples of the gods of Egypt. He will burn with fire. Obelisk. Lisk. I always say that one wrong. I'm sorry. That's the end of Jeremiah 43. Um, I've got a video here for you guys. It's about 17 minutes long.
Actually, it's a little bit longer than that. I'm sorry. Let's see if this will play. Can y'all hear the sound? One thing that gives me endless joy, and each time I remember, it is my heritage and strength in Christ. In a world filled with uncertainty, what keeps me going daily and keeps me assured of the future and journey ahead is the love and protection of Christ over me. When we go through really hard times of winter days, when the weather of our lives seems so harsh and unfavorable, God is definitely with us. He is waiting and beckoning to us on the other side. As long as we trust in the Lord and our gods, no weapon fashioned against us, no matter how sophisticated they are, shall prosper. When we are walking through fire, and it seems as if the heat will consume us. Let us remember the three Hebrew men and how God delivered them from the fiercest furnace there was at that time. He is a great God. Not only did he deliver them in that fire, he was seen in that fire with them. Our God is great. He doesn't just deliver you out of situations, but he enters into those situations with you. This is why some of our greatest personal illuminations about God come during our darkest moments in life. God will not let you down. When men conspire against us to do everything just to bring us down and see our downfall, let us remember Daniel and how God shut the mouth of the hungry. When the devil is constantly bringing temptations our way just to make us derail from the path of righteousness, let us study the scriptures and read about Job's ordeals and how God gave him the last say and double for all his losses. When everyone is against us and you have enemies on every side, remember what God did for Jehoshaphat. God came through for him and gave them victory on a silver platter. We can go on and on with these examples and how God came through for each one of these people in the end. Whatever ugly experience it is we are going through right now, it is transient. It is just for a while. God will not sit by and watch with folded arms while evil swallows and triumphs over our lives. He is not a God that abandons or forsakes. Never! The scriptures also assured us that we would never be overcome by evil or darkness because nothing that is born of God is subdued by the world or subservient to the power of darkness. 1 John 5, 4 For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even if. It is just us against the whole world. We will still come out triumphant. With Christ on our side, victory is certain. As a believer, our report in reality does not stem from our situation, but from what God has ordained and has said concerning us. There will be attacks, but victory is assured. Imagine a scenario where you are told to sit back Relax and watch while someone else shoulders all your responsibilities and never wants anything in return. And before you even know that there is a lack or void, they have already stepped into the situation to fix it. That's 
what we are doing when we let Christ fight all our battles on our behalf. Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. God will fight for you. On our own, we can't win the endless battles of our life. We can't dodge all the bullets that the enemies keep shooting at us without getting hurt. Our wisdom, eloquence, and intelligence mean absolutely nothing against the devil. We are fighting a physical battle. They are unseen battles with unseen forces, hence the need to engage the supernatural. The Bible in 2 Corinthians 10.4 confirmed that carnal weapons can't fight spiritual warfare. 2 Corinthians 10.4 For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. This is why we have to hand over the fight to God to give us victory. God's word doesn't promise us that from when we give our lives to Christ till when we get to heaven, it is all enjoyment galore and freedom from challenges. That is a delusion. As a matter of fact, the moment we give our lives to Christ is when the kingdom of darkness will be on the prowl, devising every means to make us fall and falter. Jesus didn't promise his disciples a life devoid of tribulations and trials, but he indeed promised them victory over every challenge. John 16, 33. These things I have spoken to you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. There isn't definitely any greater assurance than this. No weapon fashioned against us shall prosper, declares the word of the Lord in the opening verse of Isaiah 54, 17. Note the use of no weapon. It means it doesn't matter where it was made or what it was made from. They will definitely not prosper. Inasmuch as they are against us, nothing can be more absolute or audacious. Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment shall thou condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Isaiah the prophet knew something we don't appreciate enough. This is God's word. This is God himself telling you no weapon will accomplish that in which it has been sent to accomplish. The devil has different weapons. We see in the book of Job that disease is a weapon of his. But child of God, you don't have to fear. God has promised you it will not prosper. It will not win. The weapon that is formed against you could be against your marriage. The weapon against you may be emotional pain, but you can live in divine assurance, divine assurance to know that no weapon, no weapon will prosper. Your health will recover because the Bible says by his stripes, we were healed. Your marriage will recover because the Bible says God will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten. Your business will recover because the Bible says God will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten. Nothing is more reassuring than knowing that God is with us and always on our side. No matter what it is, 
we are facing or going through, there is a shining light at the end of the Lord. It won't swallow us, no matter how scary or gigantic it is. Victory is assured for those who will trust in the Lord and make him their refuge in the days of adversity. The flesh might be nudging us to do that, which is against the will of the Lord or cut corners. Sometimes, yielding to fleshly desires might even be the wisest thing to do, but we shouldn't give in to its demands. Even when trusting God doesn't seem to make sense, we shouldn't throw in the towel or chicken out. God is in our boat. Hang in there. We all have to hold on to this promise that God gave Isaiah. Because at one point or another, weapons will be formed against you. Whether it be to do with your physical health, whether it be financially or maritally, or emotionally, we all need to stand our ground and know that God has promised us whatever is going on, whatever has been thrown against us will not prosper. You can either live in victory or choose to live in defeat. Live in victory today and know that you will get through this. The doctrines of Okay, that was all that I wanted to play for that clip. Um, that's from JC Saints on YouTube, and I'll post that in the Christ Followers Room um, for anybody who wants to finish listening to it. It is it's it's long, but it's good. Um, it's only twenty two minutes long. So when I say long, I mean by like listening on Podbean or playing on Podbean, it's long. But that section was just a little nine minute um, clip, just to remind you about. And I need the reminder too, you know, no weapon formed against us will prosper because we have the Lord on our side. We are his children and he is going to make sure that we are okay. He's not going to leave us, forsake us, abandon us. And we we just need to, you know, kind of remind ourselves of that sometimes and that whatever if he brings us to it, he'll bring us through it is one of my favorite uh, things to say um, through hard times. And it's, it's, I say it to myself um, that he's going to he'll bring us through it. Um, and when we come out on the other side, our experience from that and the wisdom gained will help us to help others, you know. So it's not just that we, you know, we're going through this for punishment or something like that we go through these different things in order to strengthen us make us stronger in christ or he's got his different reasons um for, for taking us through these these issues and so we just have to have faith and persevere and like images and bloom said it's fix our focus on him and he will keep us in peace and uh, Mary's got a couple of verses here, First Peter 4, 12 through 19, and First John 4, 4. And it is um, just knowing that our Father has our back, you know, there's nothing that we can't overcome. There's nothing that we should be afraid of except for our Lord, you know, be afraid of of not repenting for your sins be afraid of not listening to father but as far as fear of man no no we should not have fear of man because 
we've been promised. The God of Jacob and Isaac and Abraham, he promised that. So, um, you know, that's what we have to keep, keep reminding ourselves that his promise will be fulfilled, that he does love us. And so we just got to keep our eyes on him. And now we're going to go into prayer. Before we do, um, tonight on Knickknacks at 7 p.m. Eastern, I have got a um, congress, not really congressman, he's a um, county councilman that's going to be, um, I've got an interview with tonight. So be back for that. I'll be back with Sister on Scripture on Monday, and we will pick up where we left off um, Monday at 11 a.m. For those who are new, I do this this podcast Monday, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time um, with Scripture, and then Monday and Thursday nights is knickknacks at 7 p.m. Um, so let's go ahead and pray, guys. Uh, I see it, Jaja. We got you, girl. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that you've allowed us to gather together to get closer to your word and to get closer on our walk and be more Christ-like. Like Isaiah 54, 17, it said, you know, we, there's nothing that can, that can harm us because you're with us, Father. And we, we thank you for that promise. We thank you for loving us. And we thank you for waking us up today. Just giving us the breath in our lungs is is beautiful. And it lets us know that you have purpose for us. And we aren't finished with whatever you want to use us for here on this earth. So, Father, I pray that that you reveal to all um, your purpose and, and what you want to use them for today to help glorify your name. Father, we lift up uh, our Kilted Christian and Bard's family um, those that are going to go to the border, uh, we just pray for their safe travels, for them to be able to capture and document for others the truth, and that they have all that they need to sustain them and then some when they're down there, Father. Keep them safe down there and just keep guiding them. Keep the harm and evil away from them. For our brother Jeff and his wife Insidious, I pray healing over them, that whatever sickness is taking hold of them, that it just, right now, we claim healing and that that be gone, that it not cause them any problems and, and that they just, their body is clear of sickness, that they they get over that for the ones that with the fire in charlotte north carolina father we pray that there were no injuries or if there was that they'd be minimal father and that you use this to help bring people closer to you father to help use that as instead of something bad but something good to where even at a tragedy you can bring glory and we can bring glory um to your name father so thank you for that for those um going to bards fest in yuba city or kansas or oregon father i pray for them to for you to reveal if they should go or not for safe travels for them and for you to speak within each person's heart while they're there father that you just let your radiance and and your loving 
kindness show through each person and that the focus be on you father not anything else not anything of the world but but on you make this as a gathering a fellowship of your people bringing this remnant together to worship you to love you and and just to be able to lift one another up because these times get tough and and sometimes our resilience wavers but through the love of you and the love with each other we are able to get through that and so i thank you father for that as well um i pray for jaja that you will open the the pathways and the guidance on move for her to move and with her son as well so they're in a safer place father so just guide them and direct them close the doors that need to be closed and open the ones where they need to be so that way they are they're still with you, Father, and, and they're safe, and they're able to continue on the mission of discipleship and of guidance of others and, and just helping other people be able to find and follow Jesus like we do, Father. Um, for anyone that has any unspoken prayers, any unspoken needs that haven't been mentioned here, Father, I just pray that you meet those needs, that you guide all of us. Um, give us the discernment that we need and the clarity to be able to resist the temptations of the world and of the flesh and of evil and continue walking in your light walking like christ because he gave us the perfect example god please forgive us for our transgressions please forgive us for our sins as we repent now and we repent for others um, just heal our land father make our gardens grow in abundance um, let us all be fruitful. Let our work show the fruit of our labors, Father, for you to glorify you, to glorify your name, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Alrighty, guys. Well, I thank you all for tuning in today and being here with me. I'll be back tonight at 7 as long as good lord's will and we've had some storms here um so as long as the internet still holds up and everything works i will be back tonight at seven um with that interview um with the county councilman um he's just an average guy he started some patriot gardens and um just a wonderful person so i'm glad to bring that interview to you guys tonight um if anybody uh has any needs or wants to reach out you can reach me at nikki knight n-i-k-k-i-k-n-i-g-h-t at protonmail.com and also i'm on telegram t.me slash nikki's snacks n-i-k-k-i-s-n-a-k-s i pray everyone has a wonderful blessed weekend and a great day and i'll see you guys later god bless you all love you and welcome to the new people that popped in today. I'm glad to have you join us.